as you wander through the dark, low-lit halls, you come to a door. As you open, you look inside. You can't see anything because it's dark and none of you have dark vision. As you reach around the walls, you feel that the walls are padded and soft. Strange. Most rooms don't have that. Mm. You think to yourselves. As you look to find the switch, you realize this is a recording booth. A recording booth with a one standing microphone with a bloody handprint on it. Ooh. What do you do? Can I roll for investigation? Yeah, sure. Okay. 13. You hear, you look over to the small radio next to the mic stand as it turns on and buzzes. Aren't you supposed to be on air? Welcome back to TCR On Air, the Dungeons and Dragons campaign. The podcast where we talk about everything and anything. I'll give you two guesses as to what we're talking about today. Nope, not Mr. Clean's lack of hair. We're talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Thank you to Ren, our resident game master, for that lovely introduction. Today, I have, of course, as usual, Leaf, Mixed Code Red, and I'm joined by Arma, also known as Ren, Ryan, also known as Incarone, and the little old Didi, the hug monster. Whee! Thank you, Didi. So, welcome. if you can guess, because I literally said it, uh, we are talking about Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, TCR is a group we have, we've dabbled several times. We've done a couple campaigns. Once, we tried to do it for content. Other times, just for fun. It goes right, it goes wrong. It doesn't happen at all sometimes. So, we're going to tell you about our misadventures, thoughts about the game in general, and just anything else related to D&D. I see uh, no better start than uh, to just... Uh, Hop right into the original campaign back of the summer of 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah. I think, I it think was. so. Yeah, because that was when I had gotten my first time. job. Yeah, yeah I, I'd, I'd gotten my first job. And when I was talking to the HR person about my availability, I asked for Sundays off. And she was like, oh, uh, because of church. And I'm like, yes, that's why. And it was actually because Sunday was D&D Day. <laughs> Yeah, so Ren, I, I think it's fitting that you explain what the, the story of the campaign was and then right. the tell okay. stories that we remember. Doggy so, night. Yeah, you just sit here in the green. <laughs> okay. So I have played D&D way more than everyone else here. I mm -hmm. started probably three years before everyone else, and at some point during the hopeless quarantine of the year of our Lord and Savior 2020, I decided to ask people, hey, do you want do y'all want to play D&D? And this was before quite a few of our current members have joined or showed up. Oh yeah. And the people who ended up joining, two of them are here. Leaf Howdy. and Ryan, as well as as Thomas, Connor, and I think that's it. Unless I'm forgetting someone, if I am, then I feel bad. No, that was it. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Okay, so we got I got them all together one on one. We made everyone's characters. This party that ended up with three fighters, which 
is fun. And it kind of just went from there. I don't plan long running stories as easily as like some people. I just make it up and kind of just went on with whatever I could come up with and took these lovely people's backstories and turned them against them or started to. Do any of you have any of the specific stories you want to talk about? Doggy knife, doggy knife, doggy knife. Doggy nut. 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 None of what you said went through. Cool. I just said enlightened Didi and our gorgeous viewers. So you see, I, the Incarone, uh, played <laughs> as a small cat girl homebrew this was homebrewed race like three foot tall cat grill as i do because yes and <laughs> uh run through us in like a little crypt dungeon uh shocker i know but the, you, you see there was a wolf there and i had what is, is it animal handling is, is that the feet yeah uh, it wasn't a feat, it's just a skill that everyone has. It's normally made used to be like, oh, the horse is nervous. You use animal handling to calm it down. Ah, uh, yeah, so there was an enemy wolf, and uh, me in my uh, sheer infinite wisdom and intelligence, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna tame that thing. And I'm, again, my character's like three feet tall, this is a wolf. It's a big thing. <laughs> so... We forced Ren to let us uh, tame the wolf, and I named it Scruffy. I completely forgot to mention that my character's name was a Toffee. Yeah. I ah! think it took three rounds of combat while you beautiful. all were getting stabbed by kobolds. No, this was, the whole, this was like the purest form of democracy because we were getting stabbed and then someone started selling, like someone started yelling "doggy knife," and everyone just joined in. Ren had no choice but to cave. It's like, what you're doggy <laughs> with knife? Like, didn't have so, the knife yet. Okay, Boys. yeah. Moving on, actually. <laughs> so there were crates in this like little cave that these kobolds had like items that they stole and stored and took from people and stored in like crates and stuff. And you all went around to look for stuff, and you all found a plus one short sword, which has like. Oh yeah, let's give this to Spore or something, one of the other characters. And, but no, everyone democratically said, Hey, y'all, let's give this sword to the dog. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't expect Doggy Knife to just uh, suddenly make a cult ritual for everybody. I, I just wanted, I just wanted... <laughs> Scruffy to have funny knife, and then everybody joined well, in. You made like the purest representation of just how this group works. You made the legendary Pokemon Zashian. <laughs> we literally, quite literally, did. I don't know whether to love you all for it or hate you for it. <laughs> love. I don't. Did the sword or it? Did I ever actually equip the sword you, to the wolf? Scruffy never used the sword to make an attack once. <laughs> Worth. Scruffy <laughs> bit things. Just there for intimidation. 
It was worth just it. Just for the aesthetic. <laughs> oh, not to mention that you just ended up riding on the back of this wolf because you're size small and it's size medium. True, true. Listen, <laughs> just cause. Majestic. It's, it's about the principle. <laughs> you got this wolf and then made your entire character focused around this wolf. Yep. <laughs> pretty corona move. <laughs> it was also Please. pretty handy because, well, whenever we had people like um, Thomas, aka Cocoon, who couldn't show up, we would just say, oh, Spore is asleep and riding on Scruffy for the whole game today. And it works because uh, Spore was... Narcoleptic. Narcoleptic, thank you. Yeah, I think Thomas showed up too, I think. We we played for about 11, 12 sessions. Thomas showed up for like four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get super far in, unfortunately. No. But we did get far enough for my character to get a little time to shine. That's true. Should I, like, explain my character, or do you no. want... Okay. You get to it. It's you. <laughs> so you. I played... Played a funny little bird. Well, <laughs> actually, wasn't wasn't little at all. It was a very right. tall bird. I don't remember how tall, uh, how tall, but I was an Aarakocra named Ro, who is a f was I a fighter? I, I was right. Yeah, you were a fighter. I was a fighter because everyone was a fighter, and I was a big bird with a big bow. Uh, pretty cool design too. And I don't know. He had some backstory about uh fighting a war getting traumatized by war losing everyone he loved and then having a new group of friends who he wanted to protect um and then run through a curveball at me in like well, not one of the first few but uh once we were a little ways in suddenly having my character's childhood friend return on the enemy side mysteriously um and we never got to find out why because the campaign ended up just not continuing damn yeah but before that happened, it was pretty cool because I got flaming arrows and also seeking arrows. So I got heat seeking arrows, but not in like the definition of they find heat. It's that they find things and they are on fire. And it was pretty cool while it lasted. I think I think we shot a dragon. There was a dragon. You, I remember there was a dragon. Yeah. It almost murdered us. They're heat seeking arrows, but I do the seeking. Exactly. I, also I was trying to come up with the I, I also don't shoot them out of the bow. I, I, I just, like, dual wield them in my, in my hand and charge at the people and stab them. It's very yeah, no, effective. I'm, I tried to come up with a catchy name, but Seek Heating Arrows was not working. So, yeah. yeah, I just, uh, I gave up. But it was it was pretty cool, even though I never really got to use it. It was still, still fun. And we still got up some pretty goofy stuff. But Ren, I think you should talk about that dragon encounter and what happened to As. So this was, I believe, you were on your way through the mountains to what between one of the two countries. Oh my god, this game. To, to track down your character's childhood friend, who I totally <laughs> forgot the name of. And you did too. Yep. Um... You guys are going through this mountain and exploring this cavern full of like these cool sparkly crystals that, when damaged, would explode into elements, as as learned the hard way, multiple times. <laughs> yep. As you're going, you find rock elementals and run away. Then you come across this like small narrow cavern, a little narrow passage, and you look through, and you walk through, and 
there is a dragon. Wait, a dragon? Dungeons and oh, come on! <laughs> oh my god, it's the title. It was a giant blue dragon, and I believe you all failed a stealth check, tried to talk to it, and it started combat by shooting lightning in all of y'all's direction. Yeah, right in the face. Uh, and as his character like and I could both hit like a semi truck, but was made of tissue paper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll explain that situation later. Uh, but I believe it did. So, it, an adult blue dragon's lightning breath is like something crazy, like ten d ten. So, at max, a hundred damage. Like, and I had like twenty two hit points, so I had to like nerf the damage as to not like so in D&D you can die it's very hard to die instantly to die instantly you need to take whatever amount of damage to drop you to zero and then enough lingering extra damage to go past your max HP mm. so say Ro had like 30 hit points and you were at 3 HP 33 damage in one hit would kill you instantly. Yeah. Which is, it's fun. No, it's scary. Yeah. Um, so like and I was died instantly. You guys did have a healer, thankfully. Yeah. And you managed to kill it. And then three minutes later, as decided, <laughs> let's try to cut the organ in the dragon's throat that produces lightning out of it. Roll Smart a check. At 12, Would recommend. Fail. 8d10 <laughs> lightning damage. Unconscious again. Yeah, yeah, they deserved that one. Yeah, no, that was. That, I'm you know, sorry. that's the second time someone tried to remove the gland from a dragon. You already, you already touched on how Az was, yes, like as weak as paper, but incredibly OP, and their character's whole personality was just. The pick me, kind of the edgy Sundere pick me, and yeah, they they um they were humbled in that moment. Oh, so they were humbled in a moment before that. Yeah, that whole game was just all right. Like an eye, you need to take it down a notch. Yeah. So, uh, the notch gun, is death. Gunslingers are absolutely terrifying. Uh, and we were making like a nice character, and as his character like an eye, and. They wanted like and I to have a gun. I was like, okay, what kind of gun do you want? They said, like a sniper hunting rifle type thing. So I look up at the stats of a hunting rifle. It's a 2d10 weapon. I was like, yeah, this is fine. And gave it to them. Oh no. Uh, that thing on average hit for like 16 damage. Yeah, it's just like a scratch, you know? Merely a flesh wound. Merely a flesh so, wound. So, <laughs> Mike and I was also like a min-max character with a 20 index, which is the highest you can physically get it. <laughs> and the archery fighting style, so I believe Mike and I had a plus 7 to hit, whereas like the characters in the most recent game have like at most plus 5. Yeah. Scary. It's very scary. Oh, actually, it's even more. It's a plus nine to hit, not a plus seven. At level one. That yeah, seems fine. A little yeah. overkill. 
So 2d10 plus 5. I had to drop this damage to 2d8. I should have dropped it to 1d10. Yeah, yeah, maybe. This gun got later got enchanted to deal magical damage and an extra 1d4 thunder damage on top of it. You know, the usual. I, I forget <laughs> the calculations we got to, but I think we got to, like, them being capable of doing... 140-something in one turn? Yeah, wow. Wow. Something ridiculous. Do you have any other stories you guys want to talk about from Camping 1, or should we move forward? I just want to confirm this, because I feel like I remember you saying that you had plans on killing Scruffy, right? I never said kill. Mm hmm. There was actually plans on buffing Scruffy. So Scruffy didn't die. Uh-huh. So in my world, there's this magical element called Lunos. And Lunos, it's like magical crystal that also gives off magical radiation, and it can augment creatures that just live near it. And they glow like the Ark Aberration dinosaurs. So there was a chance at one point that Scruffy would find some of this and unknowingly, or water contaminated with it, and unknowingly, because Scruffy's a wolf, Drink it. Like a doofus. And would, over time, get weaker and then get stronger. But we never got that far. I think you guys got to level 7. That sounds about right. Also, um, as a funny plug, uh, we have like character uh, design arts on, on the Instagram, right? Yeah, I think those are on Leaf's Instagram. They are. In fact, for you YouTube viewers, we could pull them up on screen? Question mark? No. You okay. deserve nothing. Okay. Nothing at all. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> For those listening on Spotify, if you want to see these characters, go to YouTube or follow at MixCodeRed on Instagram and TeamCodeRed on Instagram. And just kidding, I'm done plugging. Hands up for a scru uh, scruffy revival. My hand is up, but you can't see it. Well, you see, I need to be in the campaign in order to even have a chance of Scruffy Revive. I'll, I'll, I'll revival them. Don't, don't you worry. Scruffy. What did you say, Leaf? Just um, join the campaign as Scruffy. <laughs> yeah. It's Scruffy's gained sentience. Just a druid that turns into wolves <laughs> exclusively. The whole time, Scruffy was just an, like an old, weird druid who was just like obsessed with being a dog. <laughs> you know, as to, I don't know, Didi or something. I I lost it. Lost the as joke. you do. Uh, <laughs> Imagine if I just made Scruffy like wield a uh, a warhammer. <gasps> yes, giant yeah. warhammer. Yeah, that'd be funny. You know the other thing about design, <laughs> and Scruffy would carry it by his tail. Oh, we're getting I... a little ahead of ourselves. I was the tank in that. Just, just, just imagine uh, a little, little itty bitty cat girl, just three foot tall as the tank. Yeah. <laughs> you get like by the end of it, like eighty something hit points. Maybe, and I had like a bunch of stuff that reduced damage. Whilst like and I was sitting at a cool thirty. Huge. Uh, I I don't have any stories for that first campaign, but I feel like. It would be relevant. It wasn't D&D, &D, but the first tabletop that any form of the TCR group played together was Monster Hearts, and I feel like that would be relevant to talk about, because that wasn't was... 
Yeah, it would be. That was, we played one game of that, and we played it on the last day before um, the pandemic, like the lockdown began. Yeah, like that. We played that. Ryan, wasn't your character? (laughs) Go. We we played it at uh, Thomas, a.k.a. Cocoon's house. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I had to guide everyone there, and I remembered that there was at least a little bit of distrust, but I knew where I was going. It's because <laughs> I wasn't totally sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How dare all of you doubt me? I have no idea where I'm going. I, we did make it. We did. <laughs> we did eventually make it. And that was, that was like the OG group minus a couple people i don't totally remember yeah a couple people didn't make it it was i believe thomas obviously leaf you connor brian and as yeah that was all that made it Mm -hmm. and i played a marco you literally played a fairy yeah i played (laughs) you can't yeah i played i played a charming uh, flirty pal named Marco. Simple as that. My best way of explaining Monster Hearts, uh, teen drama, but everyone is secretly a literal monster. Also known as Team Code Red, am I right, guys? Oh, (gasps) cut off the stage! (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Lose podcast forever. Roll, (laughs) wait, wait, roll to ignore Ryan? Nope. Get off the Matt, stage. Matt 20. <laughs> oh, well, there they go. <laughs> anyway, tell us a little bit more. About, tell us about Monster Hearts. So, Monster Hearts is a much different system from D&D. You need to play this game. 2d6. That's it. Two six-sided dice. And I remember there were three, there were four stats. Uh, Hot. <gasps> Did do anything like flirting or turning people on? Oh my god! Well, that's the thing no, you no, can no. do. That's the <laughs> thing in this game. Uh, now I kind of want to play uh, a bit more. I'm cold. Kidding. Shrugging, shrugging off uh, any like insult or any anything is the cold stat. Burr. There was some physical stat like I forget what it was. It was like act or something. I don't know, it's to do physical, like, fight, flight, whatever it was. And the final one was dark, which is, like, occult knowledge and stuff. And everyone in this group was a monster. And based on what monster you are, you get to choose between two stat blocks, basically, of, like, I want my character to be good at this. So, like, I want mine to be hot. character who's a werewolf. You say that like we're planning to revive the campaign, Didi. <laughs> do it i want to join <laughs> just yeah. run your own game um yeah you goof thomas's character who is a <laughs> werewolf was really good at physical physical conflict was really bad at a cult i think really dumb and there was all kinds of like there's also you get these strings which is basically like informational bits you know about people and you can pull on them and bring them up to get per- people to do what they, what you want them to, or to re-roll. Uh, I don't. Re- 
I do remember one funny story that happened during this. And mm-hmm. that was Az's character. I forget the name. Timothy? Was it Timothy? Yes, it was Timothy. This tiny, tiny ghost child. <gasps> Timmy Turner. Who floated all the way over to Thomas's character Zeke's place. Damn. Timothy's a ghost and could go through walls and all that. Went into the cabinet, found a, or into someone's room, I believe it was Zeke's brother's room, and found a jar of candy <gasps> and ate Ooh. all of it. <laughs> this was not normal candy. This was a box of edibles. Oh no! And Timothy ate all of them. Now, ghosts can't die via this, but they can get high as hell. So a high ghost floating through the cabinets, knocking things over, while this confused himbo of a werewolf (laughs) is like, what the hell is going on? It was was great. Uh... Anyone have any specific stories of Monster Hearts they want to share, or should we move on? There was, yeah, there really wasn't much to Monster Hearts, so I think we can, we can head on down to campaign two, so that way Dee Dee can actually share her experiences, but I, I, I feel like, before we talk about that one, just to make Dee Dee wait even longer, <laughs> can we quickly talk about the, the bowling alley campaign? What? Yes. <laughs> Do you mind if I explain? Yeah, go for it. You're up. Okay, so once upon a time, back when Mr. Brody, formerly known as TBD, was, you know, part of Team Code Red, we were all just hanging out in college, just talking about whatever. D&D got brought up because this was around when we had either started or we're going to start campaign two. And I do not remember how we got into it, but somehow the conversation devolved into Brody asking us to roll because he just improvised a campaign where we were all in a bowling alley fighting and correct me if I'm wrong, Asriel? Yeah, it was as <laughs> specifically in that suit from drama class. Yeah. Um and so Brody was like first straight man, the most flamboyant dungeon master, just getting us to roll to fight our own friend. Bowling alley, and Azrael wasn't there, of course. So we had to tell them this after. We're like, yeah, we fought you in a bowling alley, and they're like, huh? And, and Brody was just like, he's never, he's never done anything ever for D and D, and he's just suddenly, what was it? A sound and good campaign? Who's to say? Was it really fun and really stupid and perfect for a group like us? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, like it's all made up on the it spot. All made up. Like, Ren plans these things, but Brody was just going off his ass and just... Sorry, is that a bad word? Can I say that? Just like, you're fighting Azrael in a bowling alley. What do you do? Like, I don't know. Cry, I'm gonna die. I think we... <laughs> didn't, like, two of us play as Brody? I re- Brody was like, who are you? I was like, yes, yes, there were two Brodies! <laughs> Me and someone else was like, I'm Brody. No, I think and it was me. Oh my god. It, it wasn't us. <laughs> I think it was. We were we were Brodies. And okay, so the way the way we escaped this like alley or this bowling alley was going into the back and going through like this air pipe. And there was like a big there was a gust of wind coming out of it. And I think we both 
the way we got out is we stereotype Brody by saying, I take off my AJR hoodie and use it as like a parachute to catch the wind and float out. <laughs> Wasn't also, didn't the Brodies combine as well? Didn't, did we? I would, I feel like, I wouldn't be surprised. Wasn't it like, during the Az fight, the two Brodies fused into one? Because I think one of you had to leave call. Oh, that 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 sounds familiar. You might not have played Brody. I think you might have played someone else. Wait, I think I found our messages from that night. Did you? Oh. <laughs> well, here, here's... Ren had actually written down some of it because we had joked about actually doing it. Location, a local bowling alley in downtown Insert City. Players are each one of the members. Blah, 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 blah. Oh my god. Yeah, there's there's not that much here. But um we did talk about it. <laughs> right, right. We'll we'll revive that for content at some point. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna force Brody to do a recreation of that. I do remember that Thank when you. we got the <laughs> when we got to the back rooms, I made a steam joke. Because there was there was steam coming out of one of the pipes and I was like, I used the steam to log into Terraria and build my way up to the exit. <laughs> it was just silly silly good time it was wonderful Brody if you're listening to this we know where you live this is true we're coming for you and hey, we... too much. wait was there scurvy yeah, there, was, there was scurvy there okay. was scurvy One oh of the my god got scurvy. yeah you're right so apparently <laughs> according to Ryan's messages from when this happened Aaron and I both had scurvy, and I think we were the Brodies, because then it says Leaf absorbed Aaron. No, I think you two were each other. Yes, that was it. I was Aaron, and she was Leaf. Yes. Aaron got and scurvy. Then we, we got scurvy squared. And then I bit Ryan's ankle and transferred it, apparently. Just like okay. Oh so, okay, so basically Connor wasn't in call, but we were, Ryan was keeping Connor up to date, so apparently as had Healy's that Ren really wanted, and as kicked Ryan in the face. Wait, was, was, was Jill there? I don't know why, I feel like Jill might have been there. I don't think so. God, wow. I vaguely remember the scurviness. I, I do remember scurvy. <laughs> you, you don't forget your first scurvy. <laughs> I also remember, I remember how convoluted and weird the ass fight was. I don't remember who did the final blow. Was it was it, uh, the Brody blob? Might have been. I don't think it was. I think it was uh the Aaron conglomeration. Conglomeration. Okay, I don't. If if I'm wrong, please edit this out. But I vaguely remember there being tentacles. There were tentacles. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I remember that part. I guess from that, do we want to move to campaign two? Yeah, let's go to let's the talk. failed D and D cast series because these yep. are insane. So, right, you can give us the backstory. Yeah, let's see. I'll give more. the backstory, and then these pe- fine people can explain who their characters were. So, D and D cast. So. Uh, myself and the rest of the gang here were all like kind of inspired by the Critical Role, like and other D and D shows like Dimension Twenty and all that. What? That. No. And we're like, uh, we should fun. do that. That sounds fun because we we all had played D and D before and all had some level of fun with it. Yeah. And like we planned it and like started it. This campaign had eight players. 
that sucked for <laughs> me. And they all started at level one. Ryan probably still has the unedited video of it or something somewhere. Yep. Oh my god. Oh my yes. god. Both of the campaign recordings I still have on my computer. Oh my what? god. I'm not surprised. We might release those unedited yeah, or slightly Just edited. Make sure to follow our Patreon if you want to see some outtakes of hit characters like Death and others. Death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we recorded it all eight of the people who were there plus me running it. That was, first off, hell. Never running for eight people again. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, uh, it's hard to schedule. Oh, it was impossible to schedule. I think... Yeah. For, we played for two sessions, right? Yep. Roughly. And both times, Faith didn't show up to either one. So I had to, like, run the character. Damn. Both times, as just, like, a... Doesn't exist unless in combat. And, yeah, no, you all... Did something. <laughs> I forget exactly what, because it's been a while. But I think it'd be more fun for you all to entertain us by saying your characters. If we were going to re-record, it'd probably be just four people, plus whoever's running. So maybe. Uh, Ryan, why don't you go for your character first? My character's name was Blaff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I had really high intelligence. I don't remember what the. I don't remember my actual like stat block. But wild sorcerer. Uh, yeah, I was what. Yeah, Ren, you gave me a a a special version of the wild sorcerer. One a with more options. Special table with three hundred different options on it. Yeah, I got a funny space sword one time, and I destroyed yeah, no, everything. We're... Yeah, you all were fighting <laughs> these like suits of armor, basically. That like had some sort of black smoke in them, and everyone was having a hard time hitting them because they're like full plate suits. And then you're just like, uh, "I'm gonna cast magic missile." Oh no, that's a giant floating spectral sword that looks like space. All right, I guess this works. Slash. Uh, also, your forearms were all ice. Yeah, I touched something I wasn't supposed to touch, but I don't remember. Like my my character doesn't remember. Oh yeah, there were two amnesiacs in this party. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, leave. Sure, I can go next. So, my character was named Mozzarella Cheese. Minus the Arella Cheese. Because it was just Mots. M-A-T-Z. And my character was a Warforged. So basically just a robot. Uh, which was pretty sick. I originally created them to be a backup. Because I thought Ro was going to die in the first campaign. That never happened, because that campaign never ended up finishing. So, brought in Mots, my amnesiac robot, who I worked quite created with Ren's guidance to uh, have a certain piece of their body be an important lore piece. And basically their whole thing was, beep boop, just got rebooted, don't remember anything at all. Possible past as a, you know, war machine death robot? Maybe. I don't know. I was just a funky robot who's whole thing was plant control plant magic mainly because of fire. yeah 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 the robot whose specialty is nature and then and made, of wood. And made of wood it was you know metal and wood it all goes together perfectly nothing self-destructive um was happening there at all 
and it was very fun. I was kind of bummed that I didn't get to play mods more because I was really excited because I think Warforged Warforged looked really cool and it was really fun to play. But yeah, what what can you do about it? Yeah, I like my design. I was a druid. I think yes, I was a druid. Yeah, you're a druid. Uh, yeah. Dee Dee, your character. Uh, okay, uh, I have terrible memory, but I don't remember the my name for my character at all. Wasn't um, it? Yeah, it was like Cherry. Yeah, it was Cherry. Okay, okay. Um, and this, uh, uh, let me tell you guys, this is like my first time ever playing D and D because my old friends were cringe, and so I like I did not know what I was doing at all. I had like no like prior reference to really what D and D was other than it was like this like sandbox type game. So I just sort of designed her basically off my PCR character or whatever. And um wasn't wasn't I a bard? You were a bard. Yes, I was a bard because I think bards are cool and they can like do musical stuff and I was like, ooh, yeah. Um and you know, I just follow people around. I don't think I really did much. I think you cast a couple spells. Yeah, a little zip, zippity zaps here and there. Zippity zap tap. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron almost died the first encounter. Yes. Yeah. So, so this I is supposed to be that. like some sort of like test fight. For so story on this, unless we release the whole minorly edited clips to Patreon. Aaron's character, uh, I forget the name, went to, into this, like, fight, and it was supposed to be a test for these people because they got, like, basically hired for a job and people need to check if they're going to do it. So this happened, and there were the centipedes, and centipede poison doesn't... It stabilizes you if you get knocked out by it, so you don't die instantly. No death saves, no nothing. And it's like, okay, this makes sense. They use these because you won't die. Aaron goes up to like these sewer pipes where they hear crawling, where the gang hears crawling, and just a swarm of centipedes comes out and just bites her to unconsciousness. Round yeah. one. Bite. <laughs> they beat they beat the centipedes, keep going through the, the sewer tunnels, and they come to like the this crime syndicate area. I forget what it was. And I described, like, the lady who was in charge of it. As I was describing, everyone in the group was like, a wooga. A wooga? Because yeah. <laughs> I put a woman in a suit. Fair enough. Wait, was, wait, wasn't it me and Aaron who was after her? You and Aaron mostly? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, all these losers are horny. I was a at least that was the original idea. I'm pretty sure everyone was in on it, though. But did you already say she was, like, super buff, or wasn't she super buff? Uh, no, she wasn't super buff. Her partner was. <gasps> oh, yeah, okay. And for you listening at home, just hold on and keep listening, because there will be more buff women mentioned later on, so stay tuned. Yes! <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, oh, I guess, do we want to move on to the next thing? The, uh... Our planning? Uh, uh, it was a concept. Yes, because that was the second idea that we had for a recording. Yes. I don't remember my TCR on air episodes, but it was, like, 
episode seven that we we might have referenced it. Uh, the Avatar episode, whichever one that was. Episode so, 10. Yeah. While we were talking about it, did did we know that there was an Avatar tabletop RPG coming out? Yes, I, we did. I think yeah, that's why I brought we it up. So I think we yeah. knew about it and mentioned it. So I was like, ooh, that could be fun. Uh, and like we chatted a bit about like maybe running I'd run one and we could maybe play with it for content or not. And it starts and we never got to it because we're awful at this. No. Yeah, I'm also not sure if the game is actually out yet. Like you can if you can actually buy it and play it. Mm-hmm. It's uh I don't know, maybe. We'll figure out something. Or will we? Um I think some it was like, oh yeah, the only thing is just no one in the group is an avatar, because wow, that would be kind of kind of boring if you know everyone in this group is like just normal benders or Maybe in some cases, just a person with a boomerang. Uh, and then, oh, there's there's our version of the Lord and Savior, the Avatar. Oh, what can you do? Everything. Well, I think it sounds fair. <laughs> That's fair and balanced, just like random crits. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I would have played. Yeah. I would have played as Didi. What? <laughs> I would have played as a DD bender. Yeah, DD bender. <laughs> where where I'm able to easily snap DD's spine and kill her instantly. Jeez. <laughs> See, humans aren't flexible. Aren't that flexible, at least. I am. Nope. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah. You, you want to test that? You want to test that, DD? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't tempt her. Yeah. I'm unstoppable. No, um, you're unstoppable. Uh, I guess we can get into the one-shot failure. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, God. The preceding lore behind the newest campaign. Which we played last night. As, yes, as of this as recording. recording. Yeah. Uh, so, the plan was that a couple people, I think it was started with four people plus me, got together at my apartment. To play D and D on New Year's Eve, because hey, no one's doing anything, you know, it's all fun. And then just like that, people started dropping like flies. And by that, I mean, uh, first I think it was Aaron who couldn't go, and then Connor. Oh like, my god! The day yeah. before, ended up finding out that he contracted COVID. Oh, yeah. He was fine. He is asymptomatic. But not but a week prior to that. Wait, I thought he was both... asexual. <laughs> <laughs> Get off the stage. Uh, Again. Not like a week prior to that. Uh, me and <laughs> me and Leaf both had to go both like hung out with Connor and like took a bus. We both took rapid tests. We were completely fine, but Leaf Ended up not going, just for safety reasons. Yeah. So it was just me, and Az, and at one point we talked, because after Aaron dipped out, Thomas, like, wanted to do something for New Year's, and we talked about Thomas joining. Then the COVID thing happened, and Thomas decided, it's probably best if I don't, for reasons. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, the reason was Dee Dee. 
Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like I know I'm I'm problematic, but I'm not the problem of everything. Problematic. <laughs> All right, leave us alone, Bo Burnham. It was just a joke. But yeah, so it just ended up being me and as and as came with this backpack full of alcohol. What? Was like, yeah, no, and a sword, <laughs> and a sword. That's a whole different yeah. thing. But as had a sword. <laughs> <laughs> ah, for the DMC thing because as was hanging out with a friend before that like they were in town and they stopped at a knife shop and as bought a knife and a sword as you should but as was expecting oh yeah there's gonna be like four people plus plus them so I'll bring enough alcohol for that it was just us two and they were like <laughs> what, what am I gonna do with this drink it all of it. And we we drank a good chunk of it. Uh, but, and then we're like, okay, we'll just try to find a new date after everyone's capable to retry doing the D&D game in person. Yeah. One yeah. month later. One month later, we still, like, we tried, I think, two times to schedule. No one was alive. Yeah. Here at TCR, we have zero problems with scheduling. Never. Nothing. Uh, So that happened. And just last night, after inviting one of our friends who we don't know in person, who we met via as, but who's also part of our, this is a plug, but uh, our Code Red community server, which you can join. If you're a member of our Patreon, you get special bonuses. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Okay, okay seriously, no shame, no shame, because <laughs> the Code Red, Code Red Club, uh, we're going to be doing cool stuff just for you, like exclusive outtakes from podcasts that we couldn't keep in, um, and also like live listening parties and other cool stuff. It's so appealing, and you want to give us your money, don't you? <laughs> well, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm just... poor, but I'm convinced as well. Here's a review from a happy customer. <clears throat> Leaf, why are you making me write this? Please let my family go. Please. <laughs> that was the wrong note. Sorry, this is the one. Oopsie. Mmm, well, Code Red. Mmm, I love consuming Code Red content. So many alliterations. Anyway, back to D&D. <laughs> yeah, back to this. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we managed to get almost everyone together last night to play. And it was fun. And... You could never guess who missed out. Uh, yeah, was it Didi? No, was Erin. Yeah, she's a simp. Hey, in her defense, for those who listened to the Valentine's Day episode right at the end, you know she just started a new relationship, so she's been off being cute and adorable. Damn. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, you love bullying your friends and making money off of it. Well, I mean, we're making like money. Play. <laughs> we're making you pay. Uh, only one person here, other than uh, myself, was part of this game. But we can talk about it still. This is kind of like a Lion King one and a half scenario, where like everything from campaign one, which is campaign two, it's the same continent. But I decided to like, oh, these were islands. Smush. They're not islands anymore. It's one big continent. Yeah, yeah. So campaign three was supposed to be our New Year's game, as we talked about. 
mm-hmm. and then moved on into what's going to be our newest campaign for however long it lasts. Will we get conclusion? Will there be something finished? Yes, don't jinx it. <laughs> Just say yes. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. Probably. So, campaign three. Uh, first session plot of it basically is the gang of all these very colorful characters uh, helped a town previously by just driving on a hill giant who was eating cattle and stuff. They didn't kill it, they just shoot it off and they were given free lodging and a bit of gold for the coming New Moon Festival. Yeah! The D&D equivalent of a New Year's Festival. Hmm. Oh my, that totally flew over my head. I, while we oh, were playing, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I even I explained like, it as it's when the two moons of the world, Versa. I know, I know. Appear overhead and shine like a bright blue signifying the coming of a new age, meaning a new year. I know, I heard that. I processed it. And yet, while we were playing, I'm like, I wonder how much was how much of this was meant to be done on New Year's. And somehow my mind did not process probably the New Year's festival. Probably stupid. That. And there were whole part of the games and stuff that <laughs> went around playing Leaf's character, or sorry, as a character, little goblin rogue named uh Keys. I wonder what they like stealing. Tries to enter this arm wrestling competition, promptly loses, then sets up a weird gambling racket getting Leaf's character, if you'd like to describe. I would love to. She's tall, she's buff, she's very, very angry. Sator Barbarian? Yep. You could probably find some artwork on Leaf's Instagram at some point. You should probably check, at least. At least. <laughs> Aimless plugs everywhere. <laughs> Welcome to the plugcast. Uh, plug. Plug. Mmm... <laughs> <laughs> Th- th- that could that be, be many it. things. Uh, don't read into it. Yeah, giant barbarian lady versus a dwarven woman arm wrestling competition. Leaf wins because I rolled really bad, and I rolled mediocrely, which is still better. You than rolled really three thirteens in a row. Yeah, <laughs> I kept getting thirteens, and you got lucky. She just happened to roll under thirteen. Each time. Wait, are you implying that dice rolling is a thing of luck? No. No. Because <laughs> okay, if so, that would completely fracture my understanding of reality. That's a talk for another day. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that carnival, they got a couple they got some gold from it. Then we had some other things like Thomas's character, this giant half orc, who just wanted to go bobbing for apples. Bob for apples, you know. There's a whole bunch of food carts and stuff with different things like cinnamon buns, and apparently it's now canon my canon in my world that Tupperware exists. Not, not yeah, it's the equivalent Tupperware, just Tupperware the brand. Yeah. <laughs> Within like five minutes, Ren goes, "Yeah, Tupperware exists," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah even with the Tupperware branding." Ren's like, "Yeah, sure," and then I come up, I'm like, "Yeah, can I get a beer?" And Ren's like, "Oh, sorry, beer doesn't exist. You have to ask for an ale." <laughs> But Tupperware does. Listen, if, if people can make a gun or a robotic humanoid, I'm pretty sure they can make plastic food storage containers. But why does but the not line beer. get beer? 
Never veer. Drug bad. <laughs> yeah, drug bad. <laughs> uh, it's it's my ongoing quest because beer tastes gross. No. <laughs> ongoing quest of making sure uh, making sure to denormalize beer. Yeah. But for the context of the story, I'm a big buff woman surrounded by these tiny little guys. One is a goober who just wants to steal keys. The other's a literal child stealing flowers. The other's some dude named Bark buying flowers. My girl just wanted to get drunk. Yeah. Skillish, yeah. honestly. <laughs> like, I think the range of height is like three foot eight, five foot, five foot four, or something like that. Uh, oh, another four foot eight character. Six foot ten, and then eight foot something. Yeah. yeah. Um, we all lost four people. <laughs> uh, but you all, you know, went around doing stuff. Uh, our friend from the other server went to play cornhole and got every roll over a 20 in a row, which was ridiculous, and won a whole pie. I bake you a pie. What flavor oh, was it? I flavored. Dee Dee flavored. <gasps> no. Yeah. Anyways, shenanigans happen, as always. The fountain stops and bursts in light. They go down to the sewers, go through slaughtering undead cultists, and they get to the final room where they are summoning something. These goofs waste time, so the ritual ends up completing after they kill two of the cultists that were doing it. And what is summoned is a gibbering mouth, or basically a giant blob of flesh with eyes and many mouths. And its name is literally the gibbering mouther. <laughs> they fight it. As does as doesn't get to do much because <laughs> if you're close to it, it's blabbering, causes you to go slightly insane. It can also blind you. And they end up getting it to low health, and Wick and Vinaya, which is Leaf's character. Can I please explain? Yeah, go for it. So earlier I mentioned that my character bought some nice ale, which was really strong, really yucky, and then my character decided to hang on to the rest of it for later in the festival, not knowing that we were going to end up in a dungeon, fight a cult, and then a big squelching monster. So I asked Ren, Ren, can I make a, a Molotov cocktail? And Ren said yes. So we got Wick to make a firebolt, lit the bottle on fire, and chucked it into the monster's mouth. And Ren, you can explain the rest. It, it killed it. It killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Molotov uh, cocktail, baby. Yeah. Uh, we were going to do this all in person. This was all planned for it to be in person, so I have the minis for everything printed out and painted, which I did in two days before uh, New Year's, so that'll be up on my Instagram or something at some point. But I believe we are running late and should probably wrap it up here. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening this far, if you have. And if you aren't a subscriber to our Patreon, check it out for all those little extras that we teased at you. Uh, unless you don't care, in which case, understandable. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for listening with us. And we'll see you next time. We're on air. Bye-bye.